intelligence. Then there is harmonical or musical intelligence. And all of these are different ways of describing relationships. They all relate to each other. You, know. you can't be separate, but we also do appreciate and experience Furqan. Furqan is differentiation that this is now to do with your food and your body and your mental relationship with your food. As you all know, obesity is one of the ever-growing sicknesses, lifestyle sickness, in the time we are living in. So it's an attitude, it's a relationship. If I know that I am only eating in order to maintain a healthy and a strong body, then I relate that also to a higher reason. Why do I want a strong, healthy, steady body? Because I want to have a healthy, steady mind. Why do I want a healthy, steady mind? I want to have a pure heart. So I'm already taking these layers of relationships to the highest. And as Muslims, then we are all the time aware in reciting Bismillah. That means in the path, along the path, in the name, in my direction of wanting to know the presence of Allah's Noor and Rahmah all the time. So I am going to eat, or I'm going to wash, or I'm going to walk. Or... So that this relationship does not deny the detailed, specific Furqani relationship but also refers it to the higher. Essentially, you can divide relationships into three fairly clear categories. One of which is my own relationship with myself, because that's what each one of us has. The so-called you, I, and he, and see. she. As semi-independent, or at least physically, autonomous entities. So again, the question comes as to who are you? Are you only this fellow who walks and sleeps and eats and dies and sometimes is sick, sometimes is happy, sometimes is unhappy, sometimes is facing difficulties, sometimes is facing ease? Because in these issues, we're all the same. There is no possibility for any human being not to have been confronted with difficulties, with ease, with insecurity, with security, with being appreciated, with being unappreciated, with being respected, with being disrespected. It's impossible for anyone not to have been subjected to all of these different states. So relationship within myself is an essential one. Meaning, relationship between myself, which is ever-changing, this is my, if you like, conditioned consciousness, never stops, from babyhood until the grave, the relationship of that consciousness to pure consciousness which is within my heart. You know, your soul. Referring to that in me which does not change. That is what gives us also constant improvement of behavior. I become more patient, maybe. I become less dogmatic. I become more tolerant if I refer to the inner in me. And we have numerous teachings about this relationship from both the Quran and the Sunnah and the Seerah of the Prophet. Take the most commonly quoted ayah My nafs, myself, 
has within it fujur, decadence, corruption, and obedience and taqwa and steadiness. This is an aspect of my relationship. Therefore, I can have meanness, I can have greed, and I can have modesty. I can have fear and doggedness, and I can have courage. I can have most unreasonableness, and I can also be logical, rational, and reasonable. I can be the most dictatorial, or I can be just. And as the prophets teach us, speak and apply justice even when it is mostly against yourself. Because charity begins at home. So you have to be fair. That is why a society that acknowledges fair play lasts longer and develops. And a society that is always used to oppression and depression does not grow and evolve. So my relationship between my lower self and higher self is essential. Before I say something, I relate to the higher self. And as you know, there are so many different ways that the nafs has been classified. We have already covered many of those. You know, is it now nafs al-ammara? Is it now nafs al-mulhama? Is it now nafs al-mutma'inna? Am I secure that I am Abdullah? I, it will, I, I will come to know what to do in the right time, in the right place. So the relationship between my lower self and higher self is essential because it is that relationship that leads the created entity, the I, to the creator via the agency of, of the soul in me. If I refer more and more to the higher within me, then that light in my heart becomes all the time my first guideline, you see. That is why purification of heart is important, because the soul resides in the spiritual heart within each one of us. It is for that reason we need to have reasonably healthy body, reasonably healthy mind, and then a pure heart. A pure heart meaning there is no rancor, no anger, no hatred, none of these things in it. So the relationship between myself to myself is the starting point of childhood in spiritual growth. Then comes the natural thing in a human being, relationship with others. That is why we are distinguished from most other animals in that we cannot grow, survive, or evolve unless it is part of a society. And society will be mirroring us. That is why we like to be with like-minded, like-hearted people. That's why we end up having certain cultures, or even races, or certain languages. All of these other issues in the human history, in the human civilization, shows that we have preferences to what we are familiar with. And therefore, we have all kinds of clans, tribes, and now, of course, the main parameter in the world are nations. This is a Western evolvement, and it seems to have dominated the rest of the world. It is the nation unit that brings about that, if you like, somewhat a bit of a clearly defined identity. And if you don't have that, then you are not a so-called state. You have no entity in this world. I don't know how that can happen, but that is the case in a political sense. So relationship with others is essential. Now, others, if you take the biography 
of growth of a baby, it soon begins with others. You know, the first few months, the child, the baby, has none other than the mother. And that is where the seeds of qualities are planted in the baby, such as trust. I'm sure you may have come across some people that they're all the time mistrustful or distrusting, they're, or they don't have faith. You know, there are some people who are, it's very difficult for us to see that they, their faith is not their guideline. So he has no faith, he has no trust. It's partly due to that feeling or that field called faith was not brought about in the baby's early life. As a baby, if I cry and that cry had not been attended to, how can I trust anything or anyone or any entity? You know? But cry is an expression of disturbance and disturbance is life. If I'm not disturbed, I won't grow in life. That is why a child that does not play or gurgle or spit or whatever is a, a, a very frightening thing for the mother because the mother wants a reaction from a child to be disturbed. But hopefully then it learns how to cope with that disturbance. Until such time when the child is grown, say, well, my son or my daughter now is independent. He or she have their own apartment whatever that means, independent. How can you be independent? I don't know. Anyway, but to get back to the issue is that from that babyhood, seeds of these higher attributes are planted in us. So if you have always had it easy as a baby, then you expect something can happen or you can make it happen as you grow. So something, I can do something. I can, you know. So you become more and more, if you like, accustomed to a positive attitude that I don't know what to do, but I will know what to do in a, in a bit of time. You know? So in other words, you do not become flustered. You have some faith, you have some trust, you have some notion that things will change, it will be all right. It's not all gloomy, you see. So this biography of growth in terms of relationships soon leads us into relating to the uncle and the aunt and the visitors and the others. And then also you have this differentiation. This is an outsider, this is an insider, this is a family member, this is not. This is somebody who does not know our deen, so you must make allowance for it, or whatever, whatever. So this relationships with others is a very, very important aspect of the normal growth of human beings. Until such time you realize that in truth, there is no otherness. And we have numerous teachings in our deen about that. You do know this fellow or this being or this nation is different, but you find in truth, we, the sons of Bani Adam, are all of us are the same, wanting to have peace, tranquility, goodness, ease, comfort, so that we can go beyond the limitations of body, mind, and all of the other limitations that we, all of us as human beings, are subjected to. And all of us are also desirous of this so-called freedom. Freedom starts with freedom of expression, freedom from needs, freedom from hunger, freedom from pain. But ultimately, free from what? You find it will be freedom from one's own self.
So that is why there is, in truth, otherness is an obstacle in an existential facets. Allah Azawajal tells us in the Quran, And it is as though when you are facing your enemy, you think he is your friend. Meaning, it is not in your heart that enmity, that anger, that rancor is not in your heart. And that comes when we follow the path prescribed in our deen. Look at the perfection of layer after layer. First, you have to have faith that you will come to know, that you will be transformed, not only informed. And then, you leave behind that which is unacceptable. Maybe also physical hijrah. But more than that is hijrah from that which you love and which you want to keep. And then you exert your jihad, you exert your jihad, you do your best outwardly and inwardly to move away from that which was keeping us in the animal side. And then look at the perfection of the ayah. It's not just by yourself. Be amwalihim also, by what you have in your custody as wealth. Be amwalihim wa anfusihim fi sabilillah in the way of knowing more and more, learning more and more the ways of Allah Azza so, And then again, Allah Azza reminds us, Ya amanu, Or those of you who have some faith, why do you say things that you don't do? Why don't you connect your sound, your intention, your verbal, if you like, skill with your physical deeds? Because the deen is based on tawheed. So if you don't unify your thoughts, your intentions, your actions, then how can you talk about subtler aspects of tawheed? And then Allah Azza wa Jal promises, And those who truly struggle on this path to discover the truth behind multitudes of shadows, we will certainly guide them our ways. So really it comes back that our deen is all of it is mu'amala, relationship. Relationship between myself, within my heart, with others, with society, with humanity, with the trees, with nature. We have enormous amount of teaching regarding human relationship and respect to the environment. You know, we have so many teaching regarding the relationship with the plant kingdom, with the animal kingdom. We mustn't just kill and eat and, and cut trees. But we have not brought those forward in a sense that we become, all of us, concerned as civil people. Part of that is because our leaderships in many, many parts and periods of our history were not prophetic. That is why all, most of, if you like, Muslim situations it continued in a rebellious way. And that we can't accept this because it's not, it does not remind me of the Prophet so, so a lot of this issue of relationships gets back to personal responsibility, immediate responsibility, right here and now. Until we discover that Islam, submitting to the truth that we are all wanting the same, will lead me to the faith Iman, that I will discover it if I struggle enough and follow the path enough until I know it's to do with Ihsan. Allah Azza wa reminds us repeatedly, He is the Muhsin. 
It's one of Allah's names. Al-Muhsin. He who gives without any conditions to all, out of love. So you too, you and I, all of us, if we want to have a bit of that closeness, we too must occasionally give unconditionally. Give conditionally, that is also very good. It's a transaction, I'll only give that to you if you do that, fine. But what about a higher element? Allah that gives to all his enemies. So <laughs> if we are truly on the path of truth and haq, we too occasionally must. Charity without strings attached, so to speak. But that's not very easy. To come back to the third issue of relationships, and that is the most important, is the relationship between you, I, and every one of us to Ruh Allah, to the light of Allah Azza Now, as you all know, there are many classifications of how this enormous, amazing light of Allah Azza created all of what we know and we don't know. As you know, one of the mostly discussed and 